So Frank Shirley, who's the boss, it's Brian Doyle Murphy, yeah. who is uh, Bill Murray's. He is. He's in Caddyshack. He's in Scrooge. He's Earl Cross. Wayne's World. He's Noah, Noah Vanderhoof. Vanderhoof. And of course, the mayor in Groundhog's Day. Yeah. He doesn't chew or cut his steak well enough. <laughs> Must be nice to be uh, Bill Murray's brother because you do a lot of movies. Max, who do you have to play the role of Frank Shirley, the boss who Cousin Eddie kidnaps and puts a big red bow around? So my backup was so good, but then I got my real pick and I started laughing hysterically. Oh, so my backup was James Earl Jones as Frank Cuzo from Best of the Best. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Clock! Where are those reports? Oh, that's good. <laughs> How's that your backup? That's actually really good. So my, my main one is going to make you die. Oh, Jesus. I'm outraged. <laughs> <laughs> you get Paxton Whitehead you as Philip Barbet. <laughs> Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few, then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content, and a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Dakoshane, darling, Dakoshane. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Max, what if I told you that my dream is to own the house from Christmas Vacation? That would be incredible. I'd rather own the uh, Todd and... Uh, God, wait, no. Elaine. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Cause, Elaine. Because that's the leave the weapon house. I know. If you wanted to buy that house, you'd have to have the right mortgage. If you want the right mortgage, you know what you got to do. You got to go with our friends over at Sonic Loans. You got to talk to Charlie. He is going to make sure that you get a good rate. And most importantly... He is going to make sure that you're not dumping toxic waste like Cousin Eddie was, creating a possible hazmat situation. And no RVs in the front yard. Absolutely not. Fixed, 15-year, adjustable, whatever you need, they've got it. They're going to make sure they take care of you. You're not going to get burned on PMI. You're not going to pay high rates. They're going to give you the best loan possible. Reach out to them today. Tell them the Buzz in the Tower sent you and get ready to start enjoying the loan experience. NMLS number 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information. 
Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com for a free consultation. Call 248-595-0001. Max, if I kidnapped my boss, or if I guess maybe you kidnapped my boss, follow me now. <laughs> Jam of the Month Club. Who would you call? Got to call Bolton Legal Group. If you do something terrible around this holiday season, which is known to happen, I want you to reach out to Ian. I want you to tell him, I need the Cousin Eddie special. He's going to make sure that he takes care of you. That metal plate in your head is going to be replaced. The kids are going to get gifts. The dog is going to get fed. Squirrels in the tree. Reach out to Ian. They're efficient, effective bird law. Real estate law, business law, Christmas law. The Christmas law is a big one. Hanukkah law. If you're going into those uh, seven days, eight crazy nights and you need the right attorney, Bolton Legal Group is your one stop. That's Hanukkah people don't need lawyers, no, though. Them. And please let them know that Buzz in the Tower sent you so they can take care of you and your needs over this holiday season. Today's episode, Recasting National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Today, we're kicking off our fun, old-fashioned family podcast by heading out into the country in the old front-wheel drive sleigh to embrace the frosty majesty of the winter landscape and recast one of the most important 80s holiday movies ever, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. As always, we'll proceed with caution as we select alternative actors and actresses from the 80s to replace iconic performances given by Chevy, Beverly, Randy, and crew. We're going to have the hap-hap-happiest podcast, Max. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the cousin Eddie to my Clark Griswold, Max Sanders. And with that, oh boy, this is a surprise, Mo. It's just a real nice surprise. Just a real nice surprise. If there was ever a man who was cousin Eddie, <laughs> my God, are you cousin Eddie? I did just piss myself. Oh man, sorry. You're going to hear a lot of, a lot of jingling of my ice cubes. I am... Uh, Turn on the microwave. Let me let's just... Get, let's, let's get, let's get weird, weird with it. Weird. Let me just come right out the you gate. You serious, Clark? I am <laughs> I am sick as the dog under the table that ate the entire... Yeah, well, I mean... Whatever it was. You got lion's fever. <laughs> you need more you know, cowboy. Like, you know, like, <laughs> it's more victories. <laughs> I put my pants on one leg at a time, but when I'm done... Something down the field, right? I, I'm forward down the field. Yeah. <laughs> a Lions team that will not yield. Max, it's uh, one hell of a time to be a Lions fan. You got to go back and watch... By the way, welcome to the show. Hi. The fake field... Or fake field goal. The fake punt they ran on their own 20-yard line. I mean, nobody could... Even with Dan Campbell having ice in his veins, I can't believe he did it. And he Ice just, in his veins? It was incredible. Five weeks ago, you were not too pleased with him no but now obviously he's our lord and savior jesus christ i i i this is how i explain to people how i feel about the lions genuinely and it's hard to do abusive this. relationship it's tough but i can objectively tell you this is the most excited i've ever been to be a lions fan for only the reason how rounded the team is like they're they're doing things on all levels that are good right now but even above that it's the drafting brad holmes is like he's he's a good gm I want Campbell to be the guy, but I actually feel safe if he's not that we're okay because we're not going to have to hit the reboot on the talent we have. We have one of the youngest rosters in the NFL. We've won the last six out of seven games, five out of six games, one of those two. Yeah, six out of seven. Yeah, I mean, that's no joke, bro. So for those of you who don't know, though, this is basically the Every year. The, no, the Lions are Buffalo Bill, and they just gave him some extra lotion. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. He treats me so good. It does. <laughs> it's the weirdest analogy ever given. Well, because it's terrible. The Lions are Buffalo Bill, and here's the lotion, and... You're still in a well. I hate you so much. <laughs> I'm looking down at you. Give me back my dog, there. lady. You have no idea what pain is. That's what I'm going to be saying to the Packers <laughs> in the last week of the season when they beat us and we don't go to the playoffs. Oh, you're just going to have a cigar and a scotch in your hand. I'll be with a gun in my head. All right, so <laughs> In your head. In your head. What's in your, in your head? head? Zombie. 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 It's way 90s. God, my voice sounds bad. You do. I am sick, my friend. But 
Never, so, never too sick to talk about Christmas Vacation. Never too sick to recast an 80s film. So here we are. I'm so excited. Face to face. This is our first uh, double movie. We've done this. We just did the full-blown last year. We did. And now we're doing the recasting. <laughs> you know what I thought of when you said full-blown? <laughs> okay, I can't repeat it. Wow. But uh, I just saw Hard to Kill yesterday. Delightful. Uh, hey, um, um, something I need you to watch. Have you watched Wednesday yet? Uh, I'm, my dad. Oh, it's so good. So my kids are watching it with In me. prep it's for so it, I watched good. Adam's Family for the first time. Oh, you've never seen it? And I oh, loved Chris it. Christina Ricci's fantastic. Yeah. You know, she's in Wednesday. I know, I heard. So um, I'm watching the first episode on the plane home tomorrow, and we're going to watch the rest of my dad. So I'm sure that you've already seen all the memes of her dancing. Yeah, yeah. The greatest thing on the internet just happened the other day. There is a TikTok meme of the, it's always in sunny, oh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, it's a dance-off. It's a Mac, Mac dance-off yeah, with that music. Yeah, yeah, I, I was like, yeah. yes, yes, thank you <laughs> It so actually much. sounds like anything could be good with that music. Have you seen the final dance scene from Dirty Dancing, but set to the music from The Muppet Show? Yes, you have to. Yeah. Also yeah. amazing. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Max, today we are on the show. Welcome to our listeners. As a reminder, please, if you have not yet, follow and subscribe to our podcast. Uh, it's the best way for us to get more visibility and more ducats. Those dollar, dollar, dollar bills, yo. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Like in house party. Exactly. I don't need nothing to do because <laughs> we've been having a house party. I'm like delusional, dude. I'm on like a lot of medication right now. Really? Like, Any yeah. good stuff? Can no, I have one? Nothing that you'd enjoy. I mean, Valium? No. Makes me sweat. I don't, well, I, I, a bad reaction. I, I have a cold, not a psychological disorder. <laughs> I mean, I do have a psychological disorder, but not when I medicate. So like Alexa us, follow us. Yes, thank you. Whatever podcast. I'd be Alexa amateur when you can be Alexa pro. <laughs> oh, that's great. I want to be their spokesperson. Let me know when you're done. Okay. <laughs> Whatever podcast platform you're listening uh, to us on, please subscribe, follow. If you want more content, head on over to at Buzz in the Tower on any social media platform. If you find us there, you will find wonderful things, even on the Twitter, which day by day concerns me more, but that's okay. And then if you really want to show us your appreciation, I'll give you two ways. One is you can go to our beautiful website, buzzinthetower.com, and purchase a, a gift for your friend, a little holiday present, a Sweatshirt, our shirts sticker. are so cozy. They are very, we get incredible reviews on them. Or go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzz in the tower. You can get the inside scoop on everything from uh, the raccoon. Yeah. Which uh, I, I'm sorry to say was immediately euthanized. Oh. If you don't know what that story's about, listen to last week's episode and we'll get you all looped in. Did you get them stuffed? No. Oh. It was uh, it was filled with disease. I don't think you want to stuff those types of things, but that's we well, put it in a box. Yeah, we'll put you in a box. What's in the <laughs> box? It's Max. Let me out, please. Mo, put me in here. I do want to be stuffed when I'm dead. Yeah, that's totally normal. I want to be um, at the bar where I work at. That's also yeah. With my the, thumbs up. That's great. That, that won't freak people out at all. <laughs> Besides, there's someone else who should be stuffed there before you. But anyways, um, RIP. Yeah, right. So today's episode, we do recastings. If you're new to the show, we take movies that we really loved from the 80s, and I'm sure you've seen this with reboots where they take newer actors and newer actresses. But because Max and I are stuck in this weird, we're purist flash alternate universe where we can't leave the 80s, we actually <laughs> only recast the movies with other 80s. We're like General Zod and that little like pocket. Like, yeah. But, oh, you should know the name if you're going to quote it. Uh, uh, there's something you've universe. No, isn't it like the dim- like the the, the fifth mesh- dimension? <laughs> <laughs> Duck Rogers. <laughs> I'm thinking of Daffy Duck now. Can you please look it up on your damn sure. computer? That's going to drive me nuts. The Phantom Zone. The old Phantom Zone. Yep. Not the new Phantom Zone. No. But the old Phantom Zone. Have we ever, have I ever shared with you every time you hear me say the old, you know what that's from? The old tire plant? No, 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 no. So you are obviously familiar with the Police Academy films. Yeah. Do you remember the second Police Academy where they changed everything up and it wasn't all the cool people and Lassard was in it, but it was his brother that was running the thing? Yeah, and, with the hibachi fish. Yeah, and remember 
how Mahoney's partner was that big fat dude and had a big old fluffy dog? Yeah. So remember when he went undercover? It was in Newfoundland. Yeah. So you remember when Mahoney went went undercover to infiltrate uh, Zed's gang? Yeah. So when he's wearing that mic, there he's like, "Hey, where you guys? Where you guys at? What do you say? His name was Archie, or something like like Oh no, uh, uh, Jughead. My name's Jughead." <laughs> and he's like, "Where are you guys taking me? Where are you taking me?" I mean, he's, he's trying to basically alert through his microphone where he's going, yeah. and finally they're like. Yeah, we're going to the old the old zoo. And he's like, ah, the old zoo, <laughs> not the new zoo, the old zoo. Max, I, I say that at least once a day in my life, and nobody knows what I'm talking about. But well, I'm okay just for with you. It, it is. It's yeah. just for me. Yeah. We should do an episode called Just, just, just for, for Mo me. and Just for Max. <laughs> I think we already did. We did a Goonies episode. and uh, Mine would be real genius. You do love that. I love that movie. I yeah. can't fault you for that. It's a beautiful movie. Uh, I got to see your fiance today. You brought her to the to the work environment. To I the did studio. tranquilizer. Her. She's laid out right now. Um, for people that don't know, <laughs> Max, uh, what do they call it? Out, I bagged out, a hot out, one. Out punted your coverage. Yeah, uh, not just she's not. She is very beautiful. She's cool. Um, she's very cool and yeah. very tolerant. Like uh, just a wonderful woman. Well, I mean, makes you question what terrible things happened to her in her youth that she's okay with you. But that's me and her dad get along. You, Let's just put it that way. Uh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Her dad's like, good, 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 good. Excellent. Well, he's a wild man. Yeah. Uh, she's great. Yeah. You know, I adore Selena. And she kills dinner. I'm yeah. sorry, Max. I'm foggy in the brain. Foggy in the brain. <laughs> That's a great name for a band. Foggy in the brain. <laughs> it's going to be a weird episode. Yeah, I like Listen, it. Listen, we've been. So this is what liked podcasting with me? We're basically. Yeah, yes, it is. Cool. We're, you know, I don't remember who it was, but uh, I think it was Paul Cavanaugh reached out and said, you should totally do a vice versa episode where you're Max. We imitate each other. And he's like, we'll see how how well Max can tolerate you acting like a moron for an hour and a half. And I'm like, that's fair. So, Max, uh, we can talk about the movie. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of tired and I don't feel well. So you're not going to get my usual. Let's go quick. Yeah, we'll it. go real quick. Because we got a lot of characters. To we cover. got a lot of characters to cover. So to me, this is the Christmas movie of all time. Even more than the Christmas movie, haven't you made the case pretty consistently that this is of the trilogy? This is your favorite. I I know there's Vegas Vacation. I love it. Of the eighties, I do too. But of the eighties, I call my dad Papa Giorgio. That's great. because that's uh, Nick the Papa Giorgio. Yeah. I know who Nick Papa Giorgio is. Don't don't talk to me just like I don't sure, know who okay. Nick Papa Giorgio is. Unbelievable. That's just for me. That's yes. I'm aware. I'm aware. Uh, what's his face? Uh, you know, what's the guy's name from the Princess Bride? Uh, uh, who, plays, who plays Vicini? He's oh. the dealer. He's great in in uh, Vegas Vacation. He, oh yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. dealer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. God, uh, Wall Shaw. Yes, thank Wall you. Wall Shaw. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Inconceivable. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this is the best. This is the best vacation movie. Hugo so original, written by John Hughes, directed by Jeremiah Chechik, who's a nobody. Nobody. <laughs> he did TV shows like Burn Notice, The Glades, Warehouse 13, and I think this is a really well directed movie. I don't understand. So nobody wanted to direct this because Chevy was so difficult at the time. Right. Like Chris Columbus. Oh, well, he wanted nothing to do with this. Yeah, and then then I, he instead he slid over to Home Alone. Right. So he thought he met with Chevy. He's like, John, I'm sorry, I can't do this. I apologize. He thought it was going to end his career because he was on a downslope. Mm -hmm. John Hughes remembered him and for home alone he's like hey that's awesome. i need you and then he just crushed it that's awesome yeah so in this movie it's it's christmas time and the griswolds are preparing for a family seasonal celebration but things never run smoothly for clark his wife alan or their two kids Clark's continual bad luck is worsened by his obnoxious family guests, but he manages to keep going knowing that his Christmas bonus is due soon. Here's why I think this is the perfect movie. Wow. Uh, that's probably a strong... No, 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 it's no, a, no it, I love it. I love it. it. it uh, this is why I think it's the best holiday movie. Yep. I, guess the, I guess there's two different things that I would bring up. One is, do you think it's the best lampoon? Yes. I, I think the original to me is always going to touch a sweet spot, but I have to admit, like, I look forward to seeing this more, but I think it's because of the holiday. And let me tell you why I think it's the best holiday movie. It's so 
relatable. Every one of the characters are blown out of proportion. They're caricatures, but every family has a cousin Eddie. Every family has mother-in-laws, father-in-law. Pinching you, giving you a quarter. It's it's so relatable. Yeah. And Clark, at the root of all of his shenanigans, all he wants is to duplicate. The, the real heart of the story is he grew up in this beautiful home with a mother and father who he loved, and he's just trying to kind of take the torch from his dad. It's so he's repeating it. He's so like Christmas, Christmas, uh, Christmas story. Yeah. Remember how we talked about that? The whole story is basically Ralphie now is trying to duplicate old man Parker and yeah, what his dad did. I mean, there's just something, the root of tradition, which yeah. is what holiday is based in more than anything else. All these silly things. Like I'll give you an example. It's a silly example. We bought a fake Christmas tree this year and it all but ended my marriage. Seriously? Um, all I wanted growing up, I mean, you and I have talked about this before. We're different people. Yeah. You grew up. I have in no a, traditions. You Well, no, you grew up in a predominantly Jewish area and I didn't. Yep. So I don't think it irked you as much, but I grew up just seeing lights and Christmas trees and tradition and I just didn't have any of it. So I coveted that. Right. And we, we what do we do? We covet what we see next. <laughs> Sorry. I can't say the word covet without going to Silence of the Lambs. So. I get married and or I start dating Trish and all of a sudden I get access to Christmas and her first days is free. I know her. I know. Right. So true. That mistletoe just hooks you. So she's had this stuff her whole life. Meanwhile, this is all new to me. So when we got her, when she moved in, I'm all of a sudden I'm buying a Christmas tree. She's like, Oh, that's cute. But like, you know, whatever we have victory, we don't need a real tree. So every year we buy a Christmas tree this year. Finally, she's like, we're not buying a Christmas tree. They, they die after a week. I mean, you, she was like the harbinger of death explaining the whole reason why we shouldn't do it. Do you put water underneath? Like in the, in the actual movie, is that a thing? Oh, if you don't, your yeah. house will burn to the ground. Okay, yeah, you're a firefighter. A, unwatered Christmas trees are yeah. the equivalent of having dynamite sticks in your house. Seriously? It's max. Nothing catches fire quicker with minimal heat applied to it than a dried out Christmas tree. Wild. Oh, yeah. I thought yeah. it was just for like comedic. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Okay. That's the only argument she made that was fair. She's like, it's a safety hazard. And I'm like, well, if I if I water the tree consistently, it's not. A and you're a firefighter. Hazard. Exactly. But I, that means, all right, whatever. You can break out the jaws of life. I also, I also deep fry turkeys for Thanksgiving and that doesn't stop me. All right, we can't go. I love those more. videos. They are great. So <laughs> I, I got a fake tree this year and I have to admit it's got like a little remote control and the lights can do like all white or they can do rainbow lights. So it's really cool, but it's not a real tree. But the reason I went down this path for three minutes is because that's to me what the holidays are about. That's what Christmas vacation is about. It's Clark white knuckle grabbing on to all these ridiculous dreams and traditions and wanting to build his own tradition and wanting to, I'm Clark, except I'm just not as clever as Clark is. Yeah. You are as jerky as him. I am as jerky as him. When it comes to like me wanting my way on tradition, I basically am Clark. Griffin. Have you ever mumbled under your breath to your bosses? Yes. <laughs> I try to do it as play. Kiss my butt. Kiss his butt. Yes. I've done all everything that he's done in this movie. I've done. Like for almost everything, right? With the exception of the sledding. You so, ever bought anything for your family with a bonus check you didn't have yet? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. What'd you buy? Um, How about I've spent before having what I should spend? That's like, awesome. I have I have traditionally ran up credit card debt around the holidays knowing that my bonus comes in March. So you make me happy because you have a little bit of hood rich tendencies to you like once in a while. <laughs> and it's like, I'm the most conservative. I don't blow my oh, money. You are the most, I tell yeah. people all the time when people are like, Max is the most irresponsible. I'm like, listen, there are aspects of Max's life where he is Peter Pan. But when it comes to money, 
you might as well be Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah. I've never seen anybody as responsible with money as you are. I live vicariously through you sometimes. I know. Yeah. And, and you know what the funny thing too is I'm real conservative. Like you should see some of my friends who are just like, they're, they're like negative balance on yeah. everything. But I, yes, I splash a little bit more than you do and you don't splash at all. But what do you, what do you think Clark's bonus was? Cause it's 7,500 for, for 7,500 for the deposit. Yeah. What do you think? 30 grand for the pool. I mean, the movie came out in 89. Yeah. I would say on the high end, a good salary in 89 was just at six figures. Yeah. So let's say he made 100 grand a year. Bonus 25, 30. 20%, 25%. So I would yeah. say maybe 25 grand. Nice. Yeah. You knew it was a nice pool because he had like the 3D image thing. Malikaliki. Okay. <laughs> the place to be. Uh, and and the, even everything from like Aunt Edna, this whole movie, I, I have to say too. I was Everybody's just, MVPs. It, is there anything in this movie that my kids could not watch? I was just thinking about that. There. I think we could get away with. Uh, his his thirty word his rant, rant. His rant. Yeah. That's it. But, but you I let them watch the bomb rant from uh, from planes, trains, oh, and automobiles. Uh, there's a little bit of sexuality. Nicole Scorsese gets yeah, a little nude. Yeah, like you don't see anything, but yeah. she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could always fast forward through that. All right, Max. Make I got Aaron a man. Uh, I got some. We got some good facts on this uh, movie, and then we'll hop into recasting. How's that sound? Sounds great. All right. So this was based on a short story. Uh, again, John Hughes, the mind, the mind of John Hughes. Like, didn't he? This is from one of his like, like a National like, Lampoon's yeah, Holiday Fifty Nine. Yeah, it wasn't planes, trains. He did because he got like stuck at an airport. Yep. And this was from in one Kansas. Of his, yeah, that's yeah. wild to me. What a genius. He's a savant. That's true. There's no one even. There's no one even in his stratosphere. Someone brought this up the other day in like the who mattered the most in the eighties. Uh, pop culturally impact mm -hmm. he's on the level of it's him michael jackson mike tyson and those are the kings of like who've like shaped culture right oh, for sure no question yeah i mean perfect time perfect place like he just nailed it the uh i don't know if you knew this or not i just think this is kind of cool were you ever into nick at night where you'd watch like yeah. old old reruns so you remember bewitched before will ferrell did it like the actual original yeah bewitched? don't talk about that one yeah, I don't. I don't talk about. We don't talk about Bruno. No, no. Um, and in Clark's flashbacks in those old films, that house is Samantha Stevens' house. Oh, that's cool. Which I thought was very. Yeah. Uh, what else do I have here? John Hughes didn't like sequels. Uh, he stayed away from them. He didn't like retreads. The uh, the one thing this is, I think, of all the stuff he did, I don't think he did any other sequels. Is Outside that, is of the that vacation right? movies, yeah. yeah, I think it's just the vacation movies. Right? Yeah. Uh, did he write Home Alone two? I thought Columbus wrote it, but I could be wrong. Okay, we'll have to look that up. Or Beethoven two. I'm not yeah. sure. I don't think so. Move over Beethoven. Yeah. But it, I like all the shout outs to like the previous movies, like that cousin Eddie is wearing the shoes that Clark gave him uh, from the original vacation movie. Mm -hmm. They have the uh, Wally World cups when they're drinking eggnog. Mm -hmm. That's just cool. And I'm trying to think what else. Oh, and the coolest fact. I think I said this last time. The Dodge pickup in the beginning of the movie that's tailing them. Uh, that's, oh, that's right. It's from They Live, yep. and it's also from freaking uh, Overboard. Yep, you did okay. tell me that. Now, here's something kind of interesting. We talked about this when we had Rebecca Tickell on the show for Prancer. In 1989, there were only two Christmas movies yep. that, that were out. Johnny Galecki was in both. That's really cool. I think that's pretty neat. Oh, one thing that blew my mind, though, uh, Griswold is spelled with an O in this movie and on the original vacation and the European vacation is spelled with an A. Oh. Like, why would they mess with people like that? I don't know. Like, that's like one of the things like you're in the matrix, you know, you're not sure. Well, you know, the whole rotating of kids thing too. That was all because of Anthony Michael Hall. He couldn't do European vacation. Well, he had to do weird science, right? Do weird science. Yeah. yeah they, you know, all this stuff. Yeah. So you got to remember too, this is a very important movie. This is the end of the Chevy Chase era because he doesn't have a hit movie. Oh, he has just bombed until 1995's Man of the House. Yeah. So it's kind of like the solidification of his ending of the 80s. Yeah. Um, it was important. I, I think so. You know that we have a tip of the hat to Stanley Kubrick to thank for, really? for Christmas Vacation. So it was the directorial debut of Jeremiah Chechik, who began his career as a fashion photographer for Vogue, and then he moved into commercial directing, and he had done a bunch of these commercials. So Kubrick saw these commercials that he was making, loved them, mentioned it in a New York Times article, which all of a sudden is what got his phone ringing to do movies. Why? 
wild. So isn't that kind of cool? Like Stanley Kubrick's basically just like watching commercials. He's like, oh, who does these commercials? I love them. And it's this dude who now is doing, that's how the, the no name became the name. I mean, a lot of directors do that. Fincher, uh, God, what, Michael yeah. Bay. Che- like- you know, uh, Chechik had never seen any of the vacation movies. It's <laughs> insane. It does have a discernibly different tone to it than the other two. Yeah, it's a little zanier. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It had a huge budget. For a comedy, thirty million, right? Yeah, Twenty-seven million. Yeah. And again, no special effects, right? Ghostbusters was like thirty million, and that had a boatload of special uh, what effects. What about the sled? Max, no special effects. That's that's, that's hardly a special effect. There's a little. No. What are, what are the beginning animation? No, Max. That's oh. not, animation's not a special effects, Max. No. Um, Sand at the end. It grew, it dressed, the domestic gross was seventy-one million. So it in did, the it rockets, did well. right? Yeah. <laughs> Ebert didn't like the movie. Shocker. He doesn't like anything. He's pretty grumpy. Um, I got a couple more facts. And I'm done. Cousin yeah. Eddie is Randy Quaid's best known character, hands down. Oh yeah. I, I mean, is Ebert, that a fact? <laughs> yeah. Well, I would say only competing with it would be Independence Day. Yeah. I mean, he's really good in Independence Hey, boys, I'm back. And I think you know this, but Cousin Eddie is based on a real guy. Yeah, his friend in Texas or somebody new in Texas. Who I'd love to meet one day or interview. So I always thought about this. Uh, The delivery service guy who gives Clark the Jelly the Month Club. Yep. You know this, what the uh, company is? Nope. It's that Speedball Delivery Service. And I was always like, that's weird. And it's a shout out to John Belushi because that's the name of the drug cocktail that killed him. Oh, that's, I guess, kind of cool. No, not really. I mean, like, yeah, yeah it's strange. Cut that whole thing out. That's terrible. Okay. Uh, Aunt Bethany is Betty Boop. Yep. Uh, her voice is very identifiable, if you remember that. Yeah. And Max, I'm not going to give any more of these wet, of these zany. Wet willies. Yeah, these zany facts. Oh, <laughs> uh, last one. This is the only movie where Audrey is taller than Russ. Oh, that's an interesting fact. Yeah, right. All right, Max. Let's get to it. Let's, let's recast. get to it. Recast. So the rules of recasting are pretty simple. We take a look at a character. We don't list every single character in Vegas Vacation, Vegas Vacation, and Christmas Vacation, <laughs> uh, but there are uh, quite a bit, and we list them from least important to most important, and then we go back and forth identifying someone else from the 80s. So if we say Corey Feldman, we can't just say Corey Feldman. We got to say Corey Feldman from what? From Lost Stand Boys, by me. from Stand By Me, from Goonies. License Drive. Once you pick... An actor or an actress, you cannot pick them again. So you can't pick Corey Feldman for two roles. And then if you and I both have the same, so be it. We both have the same. It occasionally happens, not all the time. My answers are pretty wacky on this one. So I might have a few that you have, but not a ton. So with that being said, Max, uh, we're ready to jump into the characters. Let's do it. So the first character we're going to talk about is Nicolette Scorsese, who is Mary. That's my name. The <laughs> the gore, the gorgeous young lady humana, who, humana. who works at the perfume counter at the mall. She might be my favorite kind of just model who's in an 80s movie. She's gorgeous. Yeah. Like, it's her Christy Brinkley. Yeah. yeah. I actually, hot take, think she's better looking than Christy I do too. Brinkley. Yeah. Um, but that's just. Uh, Max, no, not I, tan line. Nah, nah, not a lot. I mean, his <laughs> fumbling with rust in the rusting yeah. in the. Hot. hot. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit nipply. nipply. Oh, did, oh, God, Jesus. Uh, Max, why don't you start us off? Who do you have replacing this? the beautiful Nicolette Scorsese? So I tried to go with magma level hot, okay. basically. I like it. So I went Vanessa Angel, who plays the Russian rocket crew girl from Spies Like Us. Yep, that's a great pick. Isn't that nice? That's a great pick. Yeah. You went for a movie where you could see for full frontal. I respect that. <laughs> Most max decision ever. Well, the Chevy connection, too. It's cool, dude. It's cool. She's stunning. She is gorgeous. Yeah. So, for those that don't remember and want to go back and look, in (laughs) Spies Like Us, she was one of the Russian spies who ends up falling in love with Dan Aykroyd's character. She does. Yeah. She beds him. She beds him. (laughs) My pick is equally as sexist and awful. Uh, No, not sexist, I guess. Is it the stabbing naked girl from. uh, I was so (laughs) close. You mean the girlfriend from Roadhouse, who's the same girl? Yeah. 
this is a total waste of talent. Uh, well, I shouldn't say waste of talent. That sounds weird. This is an unnecessary. This is bringing a gun to a knife fight. <laughs> okay, but so going we- but in this no, because her look. Yeah, she's gorgeous. She's also happens to be an incredible actress. Kim Basinger, Nadia Gates, Blind Date. It's really good. She fits the mold in yeah. Blind Date of this like gorgeous ditzy person that could be working at the counter, which is basically what the role is in National Lampoon Christmas. I love it. You should have gone the natural. Because she's know. just a sex pot in that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. All right. Well, I got nothing else before you and I get in trouble, so let's move to the next one. My next one is the beginning of the end of my terrible <laughs> answers. This one is re- just absurd. Mine's kind of wild, too. I'll go first on this one. Okay, so we got Art, Ellen's dad. Yep. So he's played by E.G. Marshall, who you would know as the president in Superman 2. I didn't know that. Uh, 12 Angry Men. He's I two know. or four. I know, but I'm, these are our fans, yeah. and I you would more know him as the president from uh, Superman 2. He's great. He's the classic father-in-law who thinks that Clark's a buffoon, but yeah. he somewhat emotionally redeems himself at the end of the movie. Uh, Max, I went with... Brian Dennehy, Sheriff Will Teasel, First Blood. <laughs> that works. I like this angry, angry yeah. crotchety, like, uh, you know, are you telling me that you can't put the lights up? What? What, what is this? God didn't make Clark. I did. You know, I just, I thought it would be, I'm a huge Dennehy. I like Dennehy. That's Taubman. I, I know, Troutman, not Troutman. Troutman. Yeah, sorry. Troutman. Sorry. Jesus. The medical center where I get my yearly checkup is the Taubman Center. Mm, good to know, Max. Good to know. Uh, who do you have for Art, Ellen's dad? So you got to age him up a little bit, but I'm fine with that. I went Sam Elliott playing John Riggs and Prancer. Because you get some intimidation. He's the same height as Clark. You know what I mean? Like, he's disappointed in him. Like he And he also redeems himself a little bit in the end. It's not crazy. Yeah. I don't love it. But, I mean, I, I always might have a scale of criticism that I put on yeah. what you do. You have some wildly stupid ideas. This is not that bad. I thought Clint Eastwood, too, as Harry Callahan in... Uh, Deadpool. Now that could have been interesting. Yeah. But I think, I think you went to like, cause you remember in, in Christmas vacation, again, this is coming from the guy who told you that I took the sheriff from first blood, but in, he's almost buffoonish in first blood. Whereas like Riggs and uh Murtaugh, no, I'm kidding, but, um, I don't yeah, know. It's kind of funny. All right. I'll, I'll live yeah. with it. I'll live with it. Oh, That's also, funny. uh, my backup for, Oh, did you have a backup for, I don't have any backups. Yeah. Today. Daryl Hannah, uh, Madison and splash. That's a good one. Yeah. And what's your backup for? Art? I just said it. What was it? It was Clint Eastwood. That's right. Yeah. You did <laughs> make my day. All right, moving on to Francis, Ellen's mom, played by Doris Roberts. Uh, you will know Doris from two things. Yep. There's a lot. There's only two. two. You should There's know. only two. Grandma's boy. She's the grandma. Grandma Lily. Yep. Yeah. And everybody loves Raymond. She's fantastic. She's great. She's the perfect, like, I'm just, your, I'm your mother. Yeah, she's yeah. great. She's great. Uh, Max, who do you have for Doris Roberts? So this is a deep cut one. Uh, you seen a little movie called Teen Witch? I have. Madame Serenia. Uh, we, we have the same one. No way. Swear to Allah. We have the same one, my friend. <laughs> Zelda Ruby. Because I could not find someone who I felt had that kind of like, you know, who I who I actually did pick was uh, Miracle Max's wife. But the problem is that she's so young. She just had all that makeup on. But I thought she well, you could do fun. it. Yeah. yeah. But no, that was that's mine. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Who do you have a backup or top not? this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, top back. I gave you my back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, also, Ann Ramsey, uh, throw Mama oh, from the train. That's good. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, but when you do Mama Fratelli instead of because she had her like faculties more together. Uh, sh- yeah, you're yeah maybe. All right, I don't know. I like it. It's yeah, good. It's good. You're gonna hate my next one. I'm real <laughs> excited. Uh, really? But I think you're up. So the next one is Clark Senior, played by John Randolph. 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 Mortimer. Uh, he played Roseanne's dad. Uh, on Roseanne. Oh wow. Uh, Roseanne Barr's father. I don't think it was like a high frequency appearing role but he was also in Serpico and you've got mail yes you've got mail 
Max, uh, who do you have? I, yeah, I missed that sound. Yeah, it's it's a fun sound. Yeah. Who, who do you have for uh, for Clark Senior? I'm pretty proud this of is an important role yeah. by the way. They have some touching like moments where you know like, he's the, out of the four grandparents, he's the most. Oh, important. he's the best. Yeah, and he goes in after the squirrels. I'm coming in with you, son. We're yeah. gonna go get that squirrel. Yeah, or the Jack Daniels line and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's emotional. I, I nailed this one. All right, I want Jerry Orbach as Jake Houseman in Dirty Dancing. That's really good. Yeah, because he's really good. Bum, he's, bum, 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 <laughs> no, bum. not that one. Not the you FX. Went Lenny, in, Lenny Briscoe. Not FX Jerry Orbach no, either. Brisket. You went Lenny Brisket. <laughs> Delicious Lenny Brisket. That's Brisket. a really good pick. Yeah, because he just cares about his kid and he yeah. just wants the best for them. Yeah. And in that movie, by the way, he's not wrong. Patrick Swayze, as a 35-year-old who punches out windows and doesn't have a future besides dancing, and my 18-year-old daughter started dating him. I mean... Not great. Max, you're going to hate mine so much. <laughs> what it? I went with uh, Michael Caine, Hoagie, Jaws 4. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Wait, no, he's... Because uh, he's Michael Caine. I want... I want he's kind of more clock, laid... But... Clock, come here. It's Michael Caine. <laughs> Can he do an American accent? I don't want him to. I want him to keep his accent. So why isn't Clark British? Because he's, he takes his mom's accent. What? <laughs> this is really stupid. You can have a parent, one parent who has like an American accent and one has an English and you don't necessarily have to have an English accent. There are two things I hate in this world. People who pick Michael Caine and the Dutch. And the Dutch. <laughs> he was great in Goldmember. Yeah, he was. He's great in everything. He he's Eddie Christopher Nolan movie. What, I'm in. What, what else is he great in? Uh, oh, God. I just saw Dress to Kill. Oh. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you what else he's great in. I was born in the dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all yeah. Right, all right. That's the way I do enjoy. I'm so sorry. I would lie to you. I enjoy some Michael Caine. I don't like him crying. I'm sorry, Master Wayne. Never. <laughs> you never gave up on me, did you? Never. Never. <laughs> never. <laughs> some men just want to watch the world burn. A size of a tangerine. Uh, <laughs> Why is it Sean Connery now? <laughs> you, did. Went shot. you know what? Oh, let, me, let me pull up. Let's get out of the old people. I want to pull up some famous Michael Caine quotes. <laughs> no. Famous Michael Stop doing this. Caine quotes. <laughs> I can't believe you're doing this. Be like a duck. My mother used to. Nah, I've gone full Sean Connery. We're it's, moving it's on. Over. We're moving on. Nora, Clark's mom. Nora, Clark's mom. Diane Laid. Who was Flo and Alice doesn't live here anymore? Uh, That's like a big. You wait, know? You went too fast. Hold on. Diane Laid. Uh, no, do you know who more importantly she is? She's Laura Dern's mom. Oh, that's awesome. Isn't that wild? That is great. Laura Dern's fantastic. Yeah, and Bruce yeah. Dern's good too. Yeah. He's crazy. You're, you're good. I like you. <laughs> the Burbs? Get out of here. <laughs> Have you seen Alice doesn't live here anymore? No. So Flo is like the quintessential like kiss my grits kind of waitress. Ooh, yeah, I like that. yeah. You like kiss kissing some grits? I do like grit kissing. <laughs> this uh, one was hard for me. What do you got? I I kind of had a mental block and I couldn't figure it out, so I, mean, I this panicked. Is easy. This is easy for me. Uh, I went Billy Bird, who played Grandma in One Crazy Summer. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. I, I mean, this is Diane Weist, Vi Moore, Footloose. She's so young. She's the Reverend's mother. She's like 40. She's Her daughter is 18. And remember the daughter had an older brother that died? So you have to assume the older brother would have been in college. Yeah. Clark's like 45. Ish. You never know. <laughs> Whatever. She would rather be his husband. Diane, Diane, as Vi, as the Reverend's wife in this movie, she looks like she's, I mean, she's got her like gray streaks in her hair. No, she doesn't. She has very black hair. No, nah, there's some gray. You got to go look. And uh, <laughs> they both look very old. They look like they could be in their 50s or 60s. I don't know about this. All right, fine. Whatever. Who do I mean, she'd, she'd be Ellen, if anything. I hate you. Shut yeah. your mouth. I had to get my friend Diane in there. You know that. Yeah, I already picked. You d I, get, I picked two. I told you who mine was. Yeah. So let's move on. All right, let's move on. We're You're dragging there. butt. No, we're not halfway there. <laughs> Living on a prayer. <laughs> Max used to work on the docks. This is my favorite pick. Uh, oh, this is one of my faves, too. So Frank Shirley, who's the boss, it's Brian Doyle Murphy, yeah. who is uh, Bill Murray's He is the camp. Brother. He's the clerk. 
at the camp. He's in Caddyshack. He's in Scrooge. He's Earl Cross. Wayne's World. He's Noah, Noah Vanderhoof. Vanderhoof. Yeah. Oof, oof. Oh. And of course, the mayor in Groundhog's Day. Yeah. He doesn't chew or cut his steak well enough. <laughs> Must be nice to be uh, Bill Murray's brother because you do a lot of movies. Yeah, he's got another brother that I saw live at Whose Line Is It Anyways. Oh, that's right. You told me that. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's funny. Uh, they look the same. Yeah, they do. Max, who do you have to play the role of Frank Shirley, the boss who Cousin Eddie kidnaps and puts a big red bow around? So my backup was so good, but then I got my real pick and I started laughing hysterically. Oh, so my backup was James Earl Jones as Frank Cuzo from Best of the Best. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Clock, where are those reports? Oh, that's good. <laughs> How's that your backup? That's actually really good. So my my main one is going to make you die. Oh, Jesus. I'm outraged. <laughs> <laughs> you get Paxton Whitehead as Philip Barbay. <laughs> it's too good. It it's amplifies really good. the movie, it's actually. Really, it's really it actually good. amps up it's, the movie. It's really yeah. good. It's really good. I have no complaint. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the card. Clark, <laughs> Clark, come here. <laughs> it's good. God, you're an idiot. Just put it with the others. Uh, I think you're going to like mine. Yeah. I don't know that mine's as good as yours. I was really excited about it, but then you kind of knocked yours out of the park. <laughs> but you're going to like mine. Okay. I went with Don Amici, Mortimer Duke, Trading Places. Oh, that is good. I thought that would be like that whole like, turn it back on. Yeah. Turn it back on. <laughs> <laughs> So he doesn't swear, I guess, in any movie. He felt very uncomfortable in Trading Places. He was great in Cocoon. Yeah. He, I love him in Cocoon. In Trading Places, he is by far and away the more excitable Duke brother. And yeah. I, I love watching him. And uh, he's just... Got, Harry and the Hendersons, too. He's great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's really good in Harry Hendersons. He's great in everything. He so uh, apparently he's like a big star from the 50s and 60s and like took yeah. a break from acting. For sure. And then they were like, you know what? We're going to dust you off. Yeah. <laughs> dusty old bones. <laughs> Duke has sat on this board since the 1950s. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Uh, let's do one more, and then we'll go for an ad. How's that sound? Yeah, we got Margot Chester. Margot Chester. The next door neighbor. The next door neighbor. So their story kind of, you were talking about how this is a complete movie. Margot and Todd's kind of relationship with the Clarks, I mean with the, the Griswolds, is what makes this movie kind of like extra special. That I really enjoy all their scenes. It also captures the prevailing attitude about yuppies in the 80s and like that. You that they're wearing the sweatsuits. They're, like, they're the version of wokeism. Yeah. You know, like the the drinking bottled water and the interior of their house is all art deco. And, and we're not going to get a tree because it's cliche. Right, right, right. Yeah. Drink some wine. Yeah. yeah. Snub on the bowl. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. Wait, wait. Do you know? I do know. Shut okay. your mouth. Okay. Don't you steal my fact. Okay. Don't you steal okay. my fun okay. fact. Okay. I shouldn't have even said yeah, that. Yeah, you shouldn't have. Damn it. <laughs> So played by Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who's Lelaine from Seinfeld. Lelaine? Elaine. Hmm. And also Veep is like one of the funniest shows ever. I've never seen it, but it's looks it looks absolutely hilarious. It's like your kind of insult of humor. It's really, really mean. I am mean. Yeah. I've been told that before. So who you got? Who do I have? I've got Michelle Pfeiffer as Elvira from Scarface. She might be too mean. Like, no. Is she hilarious? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but she's cold I, I but cal- she's got cold and calculated down yeah. really well. Yeah, that's good. And I got a kind of thing for Michelle Pfeiffer. I try to get in all the movies. That you really I, do. She fits my mold. You know, my ultimate uh, number one crush, not from the 80s. Uh, is or celebrity crush not from the 80s? Who is it? Is Gwen, oh Gwen Stefani? What I thought it was Elizabeth Shue. Not from the 80s. Oh. Elizabeth Shue is the 80s. Yeah. Of course, Elizabeth Shue is my shoe fetish. She's my number one. Yeah. Out of the 80s, it's Gwen Stefani's good. Yeah. And there's something about Michelle Pfeiffer that reminds me of Gwen Stefani. Nice. Are so you a Cameron Diaz guy? I'm not. What the she mask? No, she's because her attitude and her like. I like that. I know. Yeah. Oh gosh. She married what, the lead singer, Good Charlotte. I know. Yeah. I'm a 19. 19- oh, Good Charlotte. I'm a 1993 Cindy Crawford Diet Pepsi ad guy. Just one look. Yeah. That mole. Celine's got that mole. 
That's probably why I married her. Super weird. <laughs> Max, you're up. What do you got? Uh, give me Kathleen Turner. Uh, you have, you've got a thing for Kathleen Turner. You bring her into a lot of these. I'm not as uh, what's wrong with to, you. Not as hot to trot with her as you are. She is. Comedic like, chops are fantastic, though. Yeah. First of all, man with two brains. She's really funny, mm-hmm. but also body heat. Uh, Jewel and Isle. Yeah. Well, the romancing the stone. Romancing the stone. Well, both. Jewel and Isle. Yeah. yeah. So wait, she's like a 19. She's the quintessential 1940s, 50s. Bonfire of the vanities. Yeah. Movie star. All right. Like, what don't you no, like about her? Use her a lot. Use her a lot. That's what? all. Okay. That's all right. I'm going to put a poll. Who likes Kathleen Turner versus Michelle Pfeiffer? I'm going to win. You talk a lot about polls and you never put them anywhere. Just FYI. Put a, bend over. <laughs> I was I was talking to Philip. <laughs> I can't put anything in there. <laughs> Max, on that note, it's a great time to take a quick break with some words from our sponsors. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Dolby Real Estate. You can find them at wearedolby.com. I'd mentioned earlier that I would love to purchase that home that's right where the Griswolds lived. However, what if you were the neighbors and you're thinking it's time to move? There's, there's too many of the between the tree and the electrical outages and the RV parked in the front lawn. I got the crude comments. House. Oh my gosh, I gotta get bend over. I was talking to her. <laughs> I, you know, I, I gotta get out of this house. So you gotta go to the best real estate people out there. And if this movie was real, I'd be telling them to go to Dolby Real Estate. There is no better group in the world to take care of your real estate needs. If you're selling your house, if you're buying a new house, reach out to Simon and his team. Make sure they help you. Tell them the Buzz in the Tower sent you. Their numbers are off the charts. 400 million in sales in 2021. A thousand homes sold. They are the premier real estate agents in the area. Please reach out to them today and get started on your adventure into selling or buying a home. And we're back from outer space. So the husband, were they married? Are Margo and Todd married? Yeah, okay, yeah that's right. The husband <laughs> is. What else would they be doing? I don't know. Roommates? I got a lot going on. A lot of things <laughs> running through my head. Todd Chester, who's played by Nicholas Guest. And as you tried to ruin, if you don't know who Nicholas Guest is, go back and Stretch watch out. Trading yeah. Places. Because the scene when they're singing, Theta Chi, Theta Chi. He's one of the DBs uh, at the club that's singing with them. He's Harry. Double burgers? Yeah. Oh. Oh, DB. Got it. Moron. Absolute moron. I hate you so much. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> He's also a cadet in Wrath of Khan. Doesn't matter. There's only one role that matters. Yeah, yeah. Muffy in the... <laughs> uh, I'll go first on this one. Okay. I like mine a lot. I've got uh, one of your favorites, but not from the movie you think. Jeff so, Goldblum? Nope. Robert Prescott. You know who that is? No. Kent! This is God. <laughs> but I took Cole from Bachelor Party. That's really good. Yeah, I yeah. thought he would be perfect for it. He's snooty. He's I wanted to go with Kent from yeah. uh, Real Genius. Like, yeah. I had the urge, but it was just too too goofy, too young. The braces. But Cole, Cole from Bachelor Party, just that after... He's getting destroyed like oh, his car. Just all, yeah. all about ruining Tom Hanks's wedding, getting the girl. He's got a crossbow. He's very intense. Very intense. Gets hung by his underwear, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not his underwear. A diaper made from sheets. <laughs> It's true. It's, it's true. That's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. We should write a movie. <laughs> About what? Oh, I had this idea the other day. Oh, God. So uh, it's Christmas Eve. Yeah. <laughs> All the. Hold uh, on. Start over. Start over. <laughs> in a world. No, no. Go, go. Okay. You can't stop, though. Okay. Okay. It's Christmas Eve, and all the Jews are in one Chinese restaurant in New York City, and there's a terrorist that comes in, but they don't know that Lieutenant John Goldstein is back from duty as Krav Maga instructor in the Israeli army, and he takes them all out. Is this real? No. 
I thought this would be funny. No, I'm saying like your idea. Is this like you're actually, you had this idea? Yeah, Chris was like a diehard, but for Jews. Yeah. That's uh Mazel die. Why don't we... <laughs> Shalom hard. I, uh... <laughs> you know, here's what the crazy thing is. Good work. Not your worst idea. Yeah. <laughs> the bar has been set quite low with you. Not your worst idea. From the, from the, from the minds that brought you Howard the Duck. <laughs> Okay, for Todd Chester, I had William Hurt playing Nick in The Big Chill. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And I like that. Well, him and Kathleen Turner together, you get the yeah, whole body heat little, thing. Yep, there you go. And he's so arrogant. You just want to see, you see, want to see, you want to see him fall. You see, you want to see, you want to see. <laughs> you got me all nervous when you play <laughs> the music underneath that. Well, I, I felt that it was necessary. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to Ruby Sue. Ruby Sue, played by Ellen Latson, who also was the daughter in Fatal Attraction. I know, that blew my mind. And more importantly, we have a connection to her. What? A buddy of mine, uh, you know Graham. Graham's cousin David, uh, him and his wife know her. She lives locally. Seriously, we should be able to get her on the show. I got. If you're listening, David, you got to reach out to us. Make that happen. fatal attraction and Christmas vacation. I like know. that is a lot of fun. I know. I want to know about Michael Douglas in the gotta 80s. Got to do it. Got to do it. Glenn Close. Bad. Not gonna do it. Uh who do I have? I'll, I'll, you go first on this one. I nailed this one. It's uh, Maya Bruton who played Sarah in Adventures in Babysitting. That's a good one. Yeah, I like mine more. And really, I, I like mine more because a she's so funny. A you're gonna hate it, and B you're really gonna hate it because it's one of your least favorite characters in cinema. I went with Judas. Judas. Judas Priest. Judas, Judas Priest. <laughs> I went with Judith Barcy. If you know who that is, nope. I will give you $1 million. I have no idea. Good. I didn't want to give you a million dollars. Do you know the character Anne-Marie? From what movie? Charlie. Charlie. Don't go, Charlie. Sounds like Charlie bit my finger. The little girl from All Dogs Go to Heaven that you hate. Oh, I do hate her. <laughs> You hate more than anything in She's the world. Dead. <laughs> so that's who. Goal, uh, Judith Barcy was the voice of the Anne Marie from All Dogs Go to Heaven. You don't even know if she can act. Doesn't matter. That's why I said you'd hate this on two fronts. Yeah. I want the animated character. I want to take a whole different, <laughs> whole different approach in Christmas Vacation. I want that little girl. That's terrible. She was perfect. That's a really bad idea. A little too much cough syrup today, buddy. I know. I'm sorry. I, really? I, I, I'm, you're the one having fever dreams and telling me stories about some kosher killer movie that you've come up with. That's a good name for a movie. Kosher killer. <laughs> Orders up. <laughs> How do you like your locks? <laughs> My thinly slice Just your skin like pastrami. Oh, right, come on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Man. A nice spicy brown mustard. Oh, now I'll have what she's having. Just so you know. <laughs> You're feeding people. All right. <laughs> this works. Now it's a cannibal movie now? Sure. All right. All right. Those are popular. No, they're not. There's like, yeah, Raw and there's a new one that's out right now. That's two. Um, that's your threshold for popular? Well, Sounds of the Lambs. That's not a, ha- that's not a cannibal movie. That's, no? It's inconsequential. Hannibal the it, cannibal? It, that's, it happens to be a cannibal. <laughs> Why do you think they named him Hannibal? I don't know, Max. <laughs> can, I, can I please finish this? I'm dying. Can yep. I finish the episode? Yep, let's go. I hate you so much. Uh, cousin. cousin Catherine Johnson. She's terrible. Uh, <laughs> Miriam Flynn. Who's the voice of mine, babe. She is the also the voice of Grandma Longneck in the Lambeth. No Pantone. way! Mm-hmm. You Mama Longneck. No, I mean Grandma. Oh. Don't you remember when the grandparents took the baby after the mama was killed? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Mac, don't Sorry. question my okay. land before time knowledge. Uh, who do you got to, <laughs> to replace Catherine Johnson? So I don't Miriam li- Flynn. I don't like this character. Ooh. So I went with someone I didn't like. <laughs> Actually, wait, should I go with someone I liked because I'm trying to improve the movie? Max, I don't care. For okay. God's sake, do whatever you want. Talia Shire, Adrian Balboa in Rocky 2 or 3. Because <laughs> she's kind of like a wet blanket. She just, she's kind of? 
like yeah. a wet blanket? She is the ultimate wet blanket. Yeah. By the way, Rocky Two is in the 70s, isn't it? Nope. We've been over this a million times. Are you sure? Yep. I, know, I was just saying it for fun. Uh, I mean, man. <laughs> or Kim Darby, who played Jenny Meyer in Better Off Dead. So I think she sucks, too, in this movie, which yeah. is why I picked someone awesome. I went with Goldie Hawn, Joanna slash Annie, Staten slash Prophet, Overboard. Doesn't make any sense that Randy Quaid's with her. Yeah, no, Randy Quaid's not with her, though. I got a replacement for Randy Quaid, too. It yeah, doesn't make sense. That, who who would it make sense with for Randy Quaid to be with? They look like they should be together. No, she's crying all the time. She kind of hates it. Yeah, and he pisses himself when the microwave goes off. <laughs> You love that part of this movie. It's my favorite part. All right. Well, speaking of Randy Quaid, let's slide on over to Cousin Eddie, played by Randy Quaid, who you may know from Wraith and Caddyshack 2 in the 80s as Peter Blunt. And then we'll roast those Dobermans. <laughs> what do you think it's like being Dennis Quaid and having, having your brother be like the best kind of famous? Can like, I can I answer that question? It's like having you as a co-host. A lot of explaining. I don't get banned from Canada. No, but I have to explain things a lot to people. No, no, Max didn't mean that when he said he wanted to slice people's skin like pastrami for some weird diehard Jewish cannibal it's evolving anyways who do you have He's to maturing. replace the who do you have to replace the infamous El Guapo I mean uh, Randy Quaid um I'm split because Tom Wilson as Biff Tannen from Back to the Future 1 and 2 no way no he's too young right not just that he's too young he has to play you got to think of who Cousin Eddie is what has he done that makes you gives you a Cousin Eddie vibe his older uh, portrayal of himself is no. kind of goofy and stupid no. Biff Tannen is never never shows a side of kindness or sympathy or love Cousin Eddie is a loving moron okay then Joe Pesci Leo gets lethal weapon 2 that's much better. Yeah. Okay. 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 It's a little different energy, but he can totally do it. It's not bad. Yeah. But mine's the best. Joe Pesci's not like white trashy though. No. Mine's the best. What is it? I'm surprised you didn't pick it. Bill Murray, Carl Spackler, Caddyshack. Oh, that is really good. I, and then put him with Goldie Hawn. And I think that would be the best couple in the world. They're both too good looking though. It doesn't matter. I don't know. Randy Quaid used to be handsome back in the day. You think so? Even in uh, even in vacation. It's not like he's got a round face, but he's a big tall dude. Muscles. <laughs> those those uh, jackets he's wearing are just <laughs> <They're> incredible. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Rusty Griswold played by Johnny Galecki who was in Prancer. Billy Quinn. Roseanne. Yep. He played David. Big Bang Theory. Leonard of course. Everybody knows him from that. Do you like Big Bang Theory? Every time I see it I'm actually charmed. It's like really it. annoying. It's very charming. It's yeah. very funny. It's, it's very well written. I know. Good pacing. Yeah. It's got the friends yeah. DNA. Where I, I don't want to like it, but it's so good that I. The whole universe was something, something, something. <laughs> All right, Max. Uh, who do you have for Rusty? So he's kind of a smart the Alec. son. Yeah, the only son of Clark. So in this one, he's kind of you know a rascal. He is. Yeah. You know, I love when he goes look at the time, yeah. and that was a Chevy Chase bit sure. from back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Give me Jeff Cohen, Chunk from the Goonies. Well, we both went Goonies. I went Sean Astin, Mikey. Oh, that's a little bit more. Chunk is good. Yeah. I'm surprised neither of us went mouth. I, I feel like say, we use Corey Feldman too much. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I went Sean Astin. Okay, so let me back up to yours for a second. Mm. I like the pick. I understand why you went Chunk. But the thing with Chunk is there's a patheticness to him that Rusty doesn't show at all. Rusty's a cool a cool cucumber the whole the whole movie. Yeah, I wouldn't have mind seeing like him spill a milkshake and be like, ah. Yeah, but that's not him. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Well, I'm amping it up. Yeah, right. I got film Bob Bay as my boss. You do. I picked Sean Astin because I feel like Sean Astin's a cool cucumber. He is. Yeah, you know, cool his, character. His mullet in the 90s is ridiculous. It is. Nice By the mullet. way, did you see uh, recently Travis, not Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, the center for the Philadelphia Eagles, uh-huh. last week for the game, he dressed up like Sean Astin in uh, 50 First Dates. No, but that's amazing. Yeah, you know, with the mesh tank top. Exactly and all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's great. It's incredible. It. He's got that lisp and everything. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, that rolls us over to Audrey Griswold. Audrey Griswold. Do you like Julia Lewis? I do. 
Yeah, Cape Fear. I thought she was incredible. Uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Have you seen that movie? Oh yeah, yeah. Natural Born Killers. There's very little that she's in that I don't really like. Something about her. She's just, not. She's just non-traditional looks. That's all. She freaks me out. You get freaked out by your shadow, so that doesn't surprise me. That's true. Would you like me to go first, or do you want to go first? Uh, I'll go first. What you got? I like this one. Give me Tia Russell, who plays Jean Louisa Kelly in Uncle Buck. That's not bad. Yeah, I reversed <laughs> the names. Right, she's playing Tia Russell because it's Buck Russell, right? Yeah, she's got that pissy teen like same hair me alone attitude yeah i went the same route i went jennifer gray jenny bueller from ferris bueller's day that's really good too but i like both of those yeah they both win yeah that was kind of an error the 80s had the best bratty older sisters didn't they i still think that exists today i just the way they did it was less over the top yeah you know like it was more subtle if you less lincoln hawk yeah Yeah. man turn that hat around what about elizabeth Uh, shoe and karate kid i tried to find a way to get elizabeth shoe in here i couldn't do it she could have been a karate kid she's not bratty uh i don't know no she's kind of toying and wonderful she's toying with uh love her so much with billy zapka a little bit max what we're down to the patriarch and matriarch matriarch and patriarch of the griswold families we've got ourselves some ellen griswold and clark griswold and then we are done recasting Christmas vacation. I want to say Vegas vacation every time. Who do you have replacing Ellen Griswold? This is a tough one. Beverly D'Angelo. Who, by the way, was just in Violent Night, uh, which I heard was amazing. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. She's kind of, uh, she's intense in that movie. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, fighting she's- fighting off Chevy Chase for 30 years will make you pretty intense, so... <laughs> They seem like they're still friends. Uh, did you see the roast, uh, the Chevy Chase roast that no. she was in? It's pretty funny. Uh, it was the Friars roast, whatever, but she came and did uh, quite a bit of hilarity. It's got to be so easy to roast him, right? I give reason. It's the like you're terrible. Prick, I, yeah. I guess so, yeah. I went Mary Steenbergen, who played Karen in Parenthood. Okay. Who's Gil's wife. Yeah. Because she kind of like. Gil? Yeah. <laughs> Ned. Ned. Because <laughs> she kind of keeps together like a crazy over dreamer, unrealistic about his family. Yeah. And she's kind of reeling him in, but she's also funny. Yeah. And like, you she's feel okay like with she's the supporting, but also uh, protecting. At the yeah. Same time. She's I, the mama bear of the group. You I know? don't mind that. Yeah. I don't mind that. She doesn't mind naked kids. No, not at all. She well, I mean, that, like, that. Yeah. no, I understood what she yeah, yeah. It was a reference to parenthood, not to <laughs> you being a weirdo. <laughs> Did you have backup? Uh, yeah, uh, Margaret Witten, who played Holly Stevens in Stevenson in Little Monsters. Okay. Yeah, not bad. But you know what blew my mind the other day? You know who voices the voiceover in The Wonder Years? No. It's Daniel Stern. Really? Isn't that insane? One of I the didn't we- know that. One of the wet bandits. Yeah. Is the voice for The Wonder Years. That is very weird. Yeah. Wow. I don't I like it. I know that. No, it's, it caught me off guard. <laughs> uh, I actually thought you were going to take my pick. Um, I, I was going to do your backup. No, we already did. I already did Diane Weiss. Uh, Terry Garr. Caroline Butler, Mr. Mom. Oh, that is really good. I, this is one of your favorite movies. Yeah. And she's got the, I'm exhausted with you, but I'm going to support the hell out of you-ness. And she's got great comedic timing. I can picture her smoking and doing the lettuce yeah, chop. right? Yeah, that works. I, saw, I thought that would be a good Really one. good. Yeah. You win that one. I thought, I'll yeah. find that one one. Yeah. And that takes us to the last one. Of all of the things I've ever done, this is the boldest. Really? That's, that's a lie. I've done some bold ones. So, you know what's weird? Chevy is incredible in this movie, but I came up with like seven uh, like ideas for it. That well, don't do all. No, no, I'll do mine first. But I'm saying one. it wasn't that hard to replace him. You know, is that weird or no? I think what it speaks to is that Christmas Vacation is distinctly different from the other two vacations, where the other two vacations are very Chevy, and this one feels like a more well-rounded movie. Yeah, and there if it is. A, if you have a more well-rounded movie, you can be more liberal with interchanging characters. Hmm. Max, I went with. Uh, you're, I think you're gonna like this. Well, first let's talk about Chevy in the '80s. I know he had a lot of stinkers, but you got to give your tip of the hat to this catalog. Caddyshack, National Lampoon Vacation, Fletch, European Vacation, Spies Like Us, Three Amigos, Funny Farm, Caddyshack 2, Fletch Lives, and Christmas Vacation. It's unreal. It's a pretty solid 80s. So he has a one year, I think it's 86, when it's Three Amigos, Fletch, 
and European vacation. That's a lot. It's insane. That's a lot. He was everywhere. And like spies like God. I mean, like it's there's no one like him too who can be that charming, sarcastic, and also physically like he's willing to do whatever to his oh, body. He's an incredible physical and be stupid about it. Yeah. Like for such a smart Alec guy, he does all this like lowbrow humor where he makes fun of himself. It's unique, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Vince, I mean, I, like Vince Vaughn doesn't fall over all over himself, and he's kind of like the heir apparent. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. I think he would have to be the closest. That's a good question. I think a question for another time. Uh, the oh, who's our generation's blank? Wow, yeah. you know it'd be a fun episode. Yeah, a reincarnation episode. Yeah. Who was reincarnated? I like as that. What? Yeah, let's do that. Let's roll that out. New Year's reincarnation episode. I like. That's that. great. Yeah, and it fits. I just came up with a gem. Love That's it. That's why I make the big bucks. All right, Max. Let me give you mine. Yep. And then you can give me yours. I went with Burt Reynolds, J.J. McClure. <laughs> oh my Cannonball God. Run. God. I want to think. I want and you no, to no, marinate, no, give me a minute. Marinate on it. I like that he's a big physical guy. Yeah, and just like the the sarcasm and the dry wit and the let's, and, let's go and, and the Burt Reynolds laugh is kind of the crazy laugh. The ha ha ha, like yeah. he's got that. Yeah. He doesn't take himself seriously. No. I love it. Think about how. That's he, really cool. Think about how he is with Dom DeLuise. Yeah. And now imagine Burt Reynolds with Cousin Eddie. I love it. That's really cool. I think it'd be a fun movie to watch. I would watch a Burt Reynolds Christmas. I am curious. I've never seen him. How does he act with kids? Oh, he has to. I'm sure there's some movies where. I know. It's just I can't think of any, right? I can't either. But yeah. Yeah. Deliverance. <laughs> It's <laughs> good, Max. It's good. Square like a piggy. All right, come on, Max. Okay. You don't have to say it. You always feel like you have to spell out the joke. Everybody got it. Uh, Sorry. All right, round us off. What do you got? Can I go with my backups rapid fire? Sure. Uh, Tom Hanks, combo platter from the Burbs and Money Pit. I like that. Sylvester Stallone, Ray Tango, and Tango and Cash. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Steve Gutenberg, Three Men and a Baby. The Goot. Uh, Bruce Campbell, Evil Dead 2. I don't see that one, but go ahead. Okay. Uh, Nicholas Cage, Raging in Arizona. No. Arnold and Twins. Yes. <laughs> that would be really fun. It's so weird. So this is the winner. Ellen. <laughs> Ellen, I'm going to light the tree. It's kind of like Jingle All the Way-ish. We're going to have the hop, hop, happiest Christmas ever. Yeah, his rant would be kind of hard. Oh, my God. Where's the Tylenol? I hope you have some room in your stomach after Ellen's delicious turkey, because I'm going to break your spine and jab it down your GD throat. So, I mean, you're going to love this. It's because you want someone big- who cares about their family, who's a little bit vulnerable. Oh, I'm smelling John Candy. It's John Candy, Del Griffith, planes, trains, and automobiles. Because think about all the things he gets. It's too soft. In plain, it's a great call, but yeah. you can't do it from planes, trains. You got to do it from summer rental. He's not soft all the time. Remember when he's talking to Steve Martin and talking about his- One like, time. One time he stood up to Steve Martin. No, no. He's talking about itching his uh, crotch. Remember? He's the cousin Eddie of planes, trains, and automobiles. I know, but he's like smarter and more vulnerable. Though. But he's not he's not committed to a plan. Like so I love the pick, but like in planes, trains, and automobiles, he is reacting to everything around him and not the cause of everything around him. But he's being himself in the way Clark is. I agree. I, mean? yeah. I agree. But he's also being himself in Summer Rental in the Great Outdoors, where he is the patriarch of the family and he's making the plan. Yeah, maybe Great Outdoors is the right Great one. Outdoors where he's right full on committed to tradition. He's dragging his kids to this gross fishing trip at four right o'clock call. in the yeah. morning with leeches because his dad used to do it with him. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I love it though. I yeah. love I love the John Candy pick. You just picked the wrong movie. What'd you think of Burt Reynolds? Like what made you think of it? I don't I Truthfully, you saw I was, a mustache. I, like, no, I was watching uh, some clip on <laughs> Celebrity Jeopardy SNL skits. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and Norm McDonald. And, and it was like, uh, turd, uh, was it Turd Ferguson? <laughs> Uh, Mr. Ferguson. And I just, yeah, that's all I got. Max, we finished. I'm dying. I'm sick. Let's go right over to the Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight.
Max, this week's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is from our good friend Jim Neal, one half of the brain trust behind Daddy's Bone Town Burgers. Delicious. So scrumdiddlyumptious. They have crazy stuff there. It's like mac and cheese and burritos, and they name stuff after Big Trouble in Little China. If you're in the greater Boston area, you got to check these guys out. You got to eat their food. You got to tell them that you heard about them from uh, Buzz in the Tower because we are good friends. They actually named a burger after us for a hot minute, didn't they? Yeah. I like that. We should have gone out there and eaten it because I do enjoy a good burger. And the burgers are all like metal and like, you know, pop culture referencing and the fries are hand cut. They look like mm, hand cut, <laughs> mm, open like, like face, hand, 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 hand cut like the pastrami in your weird movie. <laughs> open face club sandwich. Jesus Christ, Max. <laughs> all right. Let's uh, touch base with Jim and see what he had to say when it came to recasting National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. What's up, guys? This is Jim Neal coming to you from Quincy, Massachusetts. Super psyched about being the guest spotlight for a second time. This is the first time I'm flying solo on it, so I'm going to try to do it without sounding like too much of an idiot. I've been given the daunting task of trying to recast a couple people from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. So first pick, I'm going to go with Clark, and I would recast him with John Candy as Chet Ripley from The Great Outdoors. Just, you know, big time family man, wants to have a special, wonderful time with his family, and then surprise visit from an awful relative that is just going to try his patience to no end. It's uh, pretty similar. Then I'm going to take a bit of a turn and recast the yuppie neighbors next door, Margot and Todd. But I'm going to crank up the yuppiness to 11 and kick off the knob by going with first Margot. I would recast with Goldie Hawn as Joanna Staten from Overboard. But before she fell off the boat and her heart grew three sizes, back when she was just, just awful and terrible. And then for Todd, I'm going to go with my white knight, Hart Bachner, Ellis from Die Hard. Just picturing Joanna and Ellis just yelling at each other with wondering why the carpet was wet, but Ellis is too coked out and trying to figure out what the hell happened to a stereo to even care about why the carpet was wet. That's just, that's a good idea in my mind. But I don't want to keep rambling here and I want to keep it kind of short. But uh, again, this is Jim Neal. Thanks for having me. Happy holidays to all you people out there. Tip your mailman. They bring you cool t-shirts and stuff. We are Bone Town. Take it easy. Dude, forget the fact that they were similar pick stars, which is always exciting, The between Joanne Staten and uh, The Great Outdoors. Chet Ripley, yeah. Let's talk about Hart Bachner, which is the best call ever. <laughs> it's really El- good. Ellis as Todd <laughs> oh is, might be yeah. the biggest miss ever for you and I. It's incredible. A, I, Hans, wait, no, Clark, Booby. Clark, Booby. <laughs> oh, I'm your white God. knight. Unbelievable. <laughs> God. Nailed it, Jim. He nailed it. Absolutely did. Thank you, as always, for your support, Jim. And again, Bone Town Daddy's Burgers. Check them out if you're in Boston or in general. Follow them on Instagram. What's the handle on Instagram, Max? It's uh, Bone Town Burgers. At Bone Town Burgers. Check them out. Follow them. You'll drool at their food. Mm. Uh, so thank you again. Max, I'm ready to move into the final part of the show so that I can go get some Robitussin and medicine in my Let system. that Tussin get to the bone, boy. Oh, you got it, man. I don't know what that's from. but I'm Broke sure your leg? Put you some go. Tussin on it. All right. Good work. Chris Rock. Work. I don't know. Late 90s. Who's Chris Rock? He's a... Uh, Yeah, he gets slapped by someone. All right, so (laughs) Max, as always, thanks for listening to the show. If you have not yet, please subscribe and or follow our podcast on any major podcast player, Buzz in the Tower. For more content, go to social media at Buzz in the Tower, B-U-Z-Z-N. If you want to throw some cash our way, go to patreon.com slash Buzz in the Tower. This has been an absolute pleasure talking about Christmas vacation. We are exactly two episodes away from the end of the year, and I think our two-year anniversary is next week. I'm not sure. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, well, we launched like that. at Christmas time. We do. Uh, what are we doing next week? Uh, we are doing the holiday collectors episode. That's so right. Is it going to be stuff that you would collect from holiday movies or stuff we would give each other? I guess you'll we'll tune in next week to see. Ah. Max, how do you want to end this splendiferous celebration episode? Hey, Mo. Sh- there's full.
Hey, Max. Yep. Eat my road grit, liver lips. (laughs) (laughs) See you next week. Bye. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.